Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello and welcome to the Gallant Feud Rangers podcast. My name is Mason Stewart and I'll be your host this evening. I'm not too sure what's happened with David Tomlinson then, but we're looking forward to this one. This was the last one before Christmas and delighted to say we've got a win um, to talk about. And then we'll look on to Friday's night's game up in the Highlands against Ross County. So let's get to it. Davey P is with us tonight. How are you, David? I'm good, Mason. Yep. I've... Uh... I've been watching the the videos back of the the goals on on Tuesday night far too often to be honest, but it's been a it's been a bit of a hoot watching the the, the reaction of the Rangers players clearly and uh, the Aberdeen fans because uh, it was it was just delightful the way that that ended poetic I think would be the word I, I would choose. No, it was uh, it was good to get the win three two. We left it late. I mean just. We just I didn't see that coming in the last 15 minutes, but I was absolutely ecstatic when that third ball went in. The scream I let out, I mean, you would have heard me, uh, <clears throat> Govan. <laughs> and I'm a long way from Govan. Uh, absolutely. We, we were you know, talking about this recently, David, but for me, that's that's the most I've celebrated uh, you know, a goal since probably Trolax against PSV. Um, it was, uh, it was, it, you know, it was just so important that we got the three points. Um, Davy, let's let's get on to it. Uh, whilst Davy T sorts out his his laptop, um, just so, so let's start with the Aberdeen game and, and we'll go from there. Was you surprised to see um, Jack and Kamara in there without Lundstrom? Um, I think that was the only one that we can I can really look at from the team and say, you know, I was, I was slightly surprised to not see Lundstrom in there. Um, and, you know, delighted to see Connor Goldson back. Um, I think he missed 10 games, so back a lot sooner. Um, but I, I was delighted to see Connor back. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Big Connor was uh, sorely missed. It was good to see him back there. Uh, and I think, you know, over the next few games, I'm hoping we can uh, we can see our protection of our goalkeeper, you know, improve a wee bit, you know, with the, and getting Ben Davis, because uh, I'm hoping that Ben and, and Connor Goldson will, Will give us, you know, a wee run of continuity, which could, because it's been chopping and changing of late. You know, our two central defender partnership. I mean, sometimes by choice, some, but most of the times, you know, through injuries or uh, people being out, and we obviously relying Lee and King. But if uh, Connor Goldson and Ben Davis can get a wee run in there, I will be delighted because I think that should just settle things down. Uh, and Phil mentioned in his uh, press conference. After the match, you know, about, about being anxious, you know, and I, and I think some of that stems from, you know, the, the chopping and changing we've done with our central defence. Whereas uh, I'm thinking something a bit more settled. Guys would, would, would be there a wee bit more confident in terms of uh, our ability to, to understand, you know, what we're doing and so on, the, the setup. But in terms of midfield, yeah, I was uh, surprised Lundstrom kind of dropped out because Pataudry is... Uh, 
a place where you will you will expect it to get a bit physical. And, and you know, from the number of bookings that we, we saw in the game, it certainly did get a bit physical. And I think uh, John Lundstrom would have been, uh, although when he did come on, you know, he obviously, he just came on like an angry man, didn't he? He was, seemed to be uh, absolutely determined to lay one on someone very quickly. Uh, he, was, he wasn't too happy. I, I think obviously when the, the second goal went in, that didn't add to his uh, <laughs> good humour. But uh, I was supposed to didn't start. But Kamara and Ryan Jack, I think they kind of lost their way at the start of the second half. And, and Abiel clearly thought something needed changes when he made four subs. I mean, I, I had a wee moment of panic there. That just smacked with Pedro Cachinha. I, was, I, had, I had a flashback. Oh, Pedro Cachinha. Oh, my God. The, the four subs thing. But all all's well that ends well, you know. We we got there in the end, Mason. It was uh, delightful. Although, although I would have to say, totally honest, and a little unexpected because I had I had resigned myself because we we didn't look like we were going to do it, turn that round. But hey, presto, we did. No, and and, and as, you know, I think it's a good thing. I, I know what you mean with the amount of changes that that Bill made at the time. I did think oh, that that is a lot of changes, but. Um, he definitely doesn't take after Gerard with his substitution, and that that's never something we, we see under Gerard. So I, I do like that, um, and and it paid off in the end. But let's go let's go through sort of the game, you know, and hopefully Davy T can can get with us soon to to go through the game as well. But I thought we started really well, Davy, and um, I think our, our first goal was was well deserved. Um, Fashion Sakala again um, stepping up for us and getting the goal. I know me and you have been very critical, to be honest, of Fashion Sakala in terms of you know, where we see the team long-term. But, you know, again, he, he, his numbers are actually very good. And, um, you know, I thought he took it well, considering that the first effort he had was, was poor. Yeah, I, it, was, uh, it was well played, you know, and I thought we, we can establish control quite quickly in the game. And so it was looking uh, quite good for us, you know, to score in 12 minutes. And we continued to kind of control the game uh, after that. So, but they then started to creep into it. So I, at that time when we scored, I'm thinking, you know, yippee, we could uh, maybe take two or three off this this crowd, you know, tonight and uh, really put them to the sword. Much as we did at Ibrox, but they, uh, they were a wee bit more, I wouldn't say quite adventurous, you know, in that they, I think they only had, you know, two or three shots in goal the whole night. But uh, certainly it was getting quite physical, you know, the in, in midfield they were... They were closing down quite quickly. They were uh, so. I I think during the course of the first month, you know, the our, our grip on the midfield just started to uh, ebb away, and yeah. and you know by the end of the they then created the chance which uh, the the boy put past the post and he should have hit the target. I mean the, how he missed that. Uh, but then you know you just kind of felt that they were they were getting back into the game and they were starting to create some chances. And uh, then uh, Sands, I didn't cover himself in glory, you know, with a, his contribution to their to, to the free kick, which led to their goal. You know, Fashion obviously loses the ball, but ultimately the boy uh, smashes in uh, a cracking free kick. But but I think uh, I I was thinking at the time that a large a large element of that self inflicted, you know, in terms of losing the ball in midfield. And then a couple of challenges, which he ended up lunging at the guy. He gives away the free kick, and then are set up with the wall and and McGregor moving. You know when when the ball just before the ball's hit to uh, move away from because he should be relying. Maybe he's no confidence in the wall. He should be relying on the wall to cover half of the goal, and he covers the other half. But he ended up moving more centrally, in which uh, caught him out ultimately. But it was really well hit. There's no doubt about that. Just, just, just before the goal, Daly. I think, I think you make a good point about the midfield. I think our midfield with with Jack and Kamara, at, um, the first fifteen twenty minutes, we we were winning the midfield. We was overloading in the wide areas, making you know. I think we should have been two 0 up. I think Morelos misses a really good chance to. to I think if we go two 0 up, it's game over. Um, I think you should score. To be honest, Tillman. Yeah, the, 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 the Morelos chance. You know when uh, Tillman, you know, knocks it back to him and. I mean, he does well to kind of get the ball to a position where he has a strike on goal, and and it, you know, and he, and he strikes it well enough. It's just uh, straight at the keeper, though. So yeah. I think had that gone in, it might have been a it would have been a, a, a very different evening for us. I think we uh, 
that's what I always always want to see of a Rangers team. You know, when particularly when we go away to these places, is that the first thing I want to see is Rangers just crush their their belief in themselves that they can actually get a result against us. You know, and I think you know by the middle of the first half, if we're two 0 up. That puts a severe dent in in their expectation of what they're going to get from this game. Ultimately, yeah. it didn't. We, second one didn't go in, and they uh, they get an enormous lift just before half time. You know, with the goal that they scored. So terrible. See that terrible time yeah. to, to give away a goal, as you said, Davey. And and I think that our performance after that first 20, 25 minutes was really poor. As you say, in the midfield, I thought Aberdeen were winning a lot of second balls. Up, you know. First and second balls, um, and, and I could actually feel a goal was coming just before just before it did. Obviously, as you said, they missed a, an absolute sitter. But just for the for the goal, then I know you've touched on it a little bit there, but just want to go on it a little bit further. James Sands, uh, Sicardi gives the ball away really sloppy, and, and that's where he needs to improve massively. I thought it, it was really slack, um, and then Sands um, has a chance to actually win win the ball with the first tackle, and he's just too for me. James Sands is just too nice. I think I think uh, to to be to be a centre half, uh, and 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 even when he's there, I think he gets wrong side of the point. It's a really silly ta- tackle. I think Connor Goldson's covering, so I, I didn't didn't think he needed to make the tackle. But then, as you said, uh, David, the boy sticks it away. Um, I know you said about McGregor there, but what are your thoughts on on that? You know, free kick. Should Alan McGregor be be saving that? Well, I, I thought at the time, then because uh, when the guy struck the ball, I mean, it, it was in. When I saw the replay, I was a, a wee bit more forgiving of, of McGregor because it's it's in it hits the side netting, so the boy has a, you know, and it's moved through the air, so he's put kind of top spin on the ball, and it's looped over the, so it's travelling at speed. He's put his boot right through it, uh, so I'm, I'm maybe I'm thinking I'm being a bit hard on McGregor because. That it was a superbly struck free kick. There's no doubt about that. But I think the wee shimmy to the left just before he strikes it is what done for him, because I think had he not moved and, and retained his original position, it would have been easier to get uh, the hand on the ball, which he eventually uh, never managed. But <clears throat> that gave them a real lift. You could just see that that just uh, it just lifted the crowd, uh, and and the start of the second half, you could see that their team talk was very different at half-time as a result of that. And uh, the second half, we did not play well. We started poorly. We were second to the ball. We, and then I think Beal had seen enough after, you know, the 13 or 14 minutes he could put up with it and then just rang the changes and and it was four on and four off. Just just on that, Davey, so we come out second half um, as a terrible time to concede. We come out second half and, and, and I did worry about, you know, this team... I think we don't really start. I know we did the other world. We don't really start well, and we never come out at half time and look the better team and the hungrier team. That is just something that's happened for for domestically for me, well over a year. Even when Gerald was in charge, we wasn't we wasn't coming out at half time at all, and it happened then. And then Aberdeen get a second goal, and I actually think at the time that was deserved. They were well on top. Um, again, I've heard I've seen a lot of debates about McGregor for their second goal. I have, to be honest, I think it's a great strike, Davy. I think I think Clarkson takes it well. I think it's a bit harsh to, to blame McGregor on that one. But again, I would fault James Sands for, for not clearing it. I thought it was a poor clearance. I thought we had a really poor night. And I think with James Sands, the centre back, him as a centre back experience needs to needs to end. Yeah, I mean it's it's almost amateur level stuff. You know, if you when you make the clearance from your box, you need to put distance on it. It's just, uh, that's just one of the, the rules. And he just kind of prodded at the ball and knocked it forward four, five, six yards. Uh, the boy collects it, flicks it up, bang. And I, I wouldn't really have much to say about McGregor on, on this with the second goal. The boy really hit it well. It was uh, caught it sweetly on the volley. It wasn't, you know, particularly close to the post, but I think there was enough. And there was enough in it for Alan McGregor to use. It would have been some safe had he saved that. So I've got no uh, no problem with McGregor for the second. I think the problem with, with the second is with our defence. And, and the ball, you know, up to the penalty box and and Sands not making a, a clearance that is sufficient. That when it was just, he just knocked it back to them. The boy banged it away. At that point, we looked uh, shaken. You know, where we were really looking lacking in a belief of, you know, and it's 
this an Aberdeen team who I would I would label as is quite average. They're not a huge, you know, there have been far better Aberdeen teams Rangers have played in the past over there. And I was just thinking, you know, this is just uh, almost a rerun of what we would expect from a Geo team, you know, where we go to an away ground and and we play like it's uh, it's the trip to the the Bernabeu when it isn't, you know, we should be a bit more on the front foot in, th- in terms of going to these grounds because they're, you know, it's that energy and passion which the crowd obviously then get another lift from that. So their tails are up, they're flying at us. And, uh, and to, to a certain extent, you know, as the second half progresses, the <clears throat> the difference in the personnel, you know, have obviously made a change. I think they, they then started to just back off us, which I think had they just continued, you know, to have a pop at us, uh, they but they think you know the two one will hold out for the two one. They just retreated to their eighteen yard line, which left you know Malik Tillman and particularly Ryan Kent with lots of room, you know, in front of the defence. You know because we ended up with uh, Ben Davis and Connor Goldson, you know, collecting the ball inside the Aberdeen half for about the last fifteen minutes, and then just pushing it to Kent, who who could run you know twenty thirty yards to the edge of the box before. We then took on, you know, that by that time it was probably about an eight-man defence we were taking on. You know, it was just everyone in the penalty box. And it just we were banging away at them. Arfield has a couple of chances and uh, eventually we made the breakthrough. Just just on that then, David, before we get to the, 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 the best things of the night, which was Arfield's goals, the performance, I think we, we can't, you know, delighted to get the three points up there. You know, as, as you said, they, they turn into a different team when we got there and they're so desperate. You see them, you know, defensively desperate blocking things, you know, they, they second balls, third balls, they, they were up for it. And, 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 and that's when you get, you get the best version of Aberdeen when we got there. But personally looking at, a, 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 you know, a Rangers perspective and on our side, I thought we were, as you said, I see flashbacks to Van Bronco's time in charge um, I actually see the performance very similar to what we had at um, Batodri this time last, just a little bit. I think it was January last year when we went up there and drew one all. Second half, I thought we were, were awful that night. And, and it, I, you know, I thought the same uh, last night. I know Bill's only been in for a few weeks. Um, and I know, again, he hasn't got a transfer window. And we've got a lot of injuries, which we'll come on to talk about in, in a little while. But is it, baby, it's really important that we don't get, you know, carried away. With, with with the two results we've had, um, great to get six points, but there's there's a lot of work to do here. Oh yeah, I mean I think the there's there's a warning sign, you know, for Michael Beale in terms of the the way we started the second half. That's just uh, not on, you know. So he he made those comments in the post match conference, post post match press conference, and in his press conference today, you know, of what how he saw and and he said that he was a. Uh, it wasn't quite anger, but he felt, you know, with the performance at the start of the second half, which is why, you know, he said he made the changes. He says, right, let's let's change this. We need to mix this up a bit. Uh, so he, he saw exactly what we saw, which is and it, it's good to have that confirmed, you know, that we're not uh, going to gloss over things in terms of how what our second half performance in terms of, uh, you know, overall, because we managed to score... You know, we we two minutes to go and one minute to go. So, no, there's a uh, the unvarnished truth is that that performance was unacceptable. That was uh, not there was no improvement there on on what we were uh, as you've said. You know, from last year and and earlier this season in some of our away games, we were uh, we were just off the pace, not competing. We were getting overrun with uh, you know just a bit of intensity and energy, and we just didn't seem to match that. Uh, obviously. We then started to get back into the game with, with the subs, as the subs, you know, got up to speed in the game, and then we started to uh, kind of dominate. But by this time, Aberdeen are are, are retreating; they're in retreat, so they're, they're just holding out. They're now holding out, maybe trying catches in the break to, to, for an additional goal. But there certainly there wasn't the same level of intensity in the midfield for Aberdeen. Most of Aberdeen's midfield had now retreated to uh, somewhere in front of the penalty box. That, that, I think that was the big, the big, you know, bit for us, Davey, in terms of us getting back into the game. I thought Aberdeen went very, very defensive uh, the last twenty minutes, and uh, I do actually think we were there for the taking. If I'm being honest, you're seeing, as you said, Ben Davis try to 
a 30-yard ball, he puts it out, you know, the pitch. Connor Golson, four or five times, I counted, you know, you know, went to do passes. And again, I don't want to be too harsh on Golson because he's hardly trained. He's been out such a long time. It was such a bad injury. You know, he hasn't had any, you know, B, B team games, reserve games, whatever you want to call it, to, to get match fitness. That's going to happen. Um, so, yeah. you know, I don't want to be too critical. I was very critical of, of James Tavernier after the game, but obviously, you know, reading yesterday that, that he's got, you know, the flu and and he, he, he drove up there himself and, and, and you know, ate away from the, the group and, and it was so desperate to play. And with the amount of injuries, and again, I'll, I'll come on to the injuries, when you actually look at it, Davey, and for me, I think the big the big one, the changes we made, uh, obviously Scott Arfield, but it's just just so, you know, things so simple of just running without the ball, running beyond. Um, he could have had four, uh, four goals the other night and that's not being, you know, overcritical. I think the volley, you should put it across um, their keeper and he scores. I think the left-footed one, he, he, I think he, great play from Tillman, by the way, the, the, the reverse pass. That, that is what you get from Malik Tillman, and you know, that, that, mm. was, that was top draw. Um, I think Arfield thinks he's going to get clattered. So I was actually, um, you know, doing my nut about Scott Arfield before he, before he knocks in the equaliser. But again, um, there was one, the, the, the volley that Arfield had where the goalkeeper saves it and it gets palmed out. We, that's where Murillo should be, looking for the, for, for the next one. And, you know, Again, with Scott Arfield, time and time again, he saved the saved us off the bench, uh, Davey. And uh, mm-hmm. what were your thoughts on the second goal then? Because Ryan Kent's shooting of late has been uh, has been horrific, but he, it's, it's a decent shot with his left foot, and the goalkeeper palms it, and then Arfield manages to, to get us back in the game. Yeah, it was uh, strange because the two goals that he scored and and the one attempt which the keeper saved were, were all from his left foot, you know, his which is uh, his weaker foot. So. The the one that he struck, which uh, the keeper did well to save, was a was was a good chance. But that came from a deflection. But the game by that time, by the time you know uh, Scott Arfield is in and about the box, this is now we're now got to a game which kind of resembles a, a Rangers and Aberdeen game at Ibrox. They are now camped in the box and they are now just prepared to uh, just see off wave after wave of Rangers attacks. You know, when they're just lumping the ball at the park and, and it's coming straight back at them and say, oh, we'll hold it out. You know, and, and they almost get away with it. So, you know, 90 minutes, the board goes up for seven minutes, which I wish I had. I had actually predicted it would be eight minutes. So I know they were re- seething that there was seven minutes added on. But, you know, that, that there's a wee karma moment there because all their time wasting in the second half then just come back to haunt them. Then they have the absolute audacity to complain that seven minutes had been added when they had been wasting time, you know, from uh, the moment they went 2-1 up and the goalkeeper brushing off the post and then stops the game for almost three minutes just to, to attend to some because he and he's, so they were at the Black Arts, you know, early, as soon as they went ahead and the, the, then the seven minutes get added on, which uh, I think, it should be done every game, you know, in terms of the, the, the time wasting. I, if I was the referee, you know, and I would want the referee just to let them know that you waste as much time as you like, guys, because I'm going to add it all on at the end. And they would then, there's no reason for them to do it and, and they could cut it out. So just let it let them be known. But thank God he did because uh, Arfield is something of an enigma to me because I think if he see that move that he does where when in midfield, when throw-ins or free kicks, the ball comes to him and he tries to head it back the way. He usually heads it you know, about 20 feet in the air and it'll go another three yards and we end up losing possession. That dri- that one drives me nuts. But Scott Arfield, and his strength is in and about that box. The the, the archetypal uh, Scott Arfield move was when, when Ryan Kent struck the ball and when you, when you watch it on the replay, you see that as soon as he strikes the ball, Arfield then starts to move, anticipating that there may be a, a break of the ball his way. And he was a half, it was a yard in front of the Aberdeen defender because he's a, he's already in the move when the ball struck, and then just leathered at home, you know. So it was a well done, Scott Arfield, for that. He kind of he shut me up a wee bit. Absolutely, and uh, thanks again, everyone, for the comments. We're getting so so many tonight. I'll try and get as many as I, you know, as many as I can. Uh, Davey T, um, you've joined us for the you know. I hope you're well, mate. First of all, um, 
got it all sorted. Um, you joined us for the, the best bit, um, which was Arfield's winner. Um, how uh, how potty did you go when that third goal went in, David T? Yeah, just as potty, just as potty as I was now. <laughs> it was just like, I was like Aberdeen, all of a sudden the lights were out. That's <laughs> 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 what I was thinking last night as well. The, uh, it's a good good answer question for a pub quiz. When did the Northern Lights go out? About, about 10 to 10. <laughs> but uh, anyway, no, the, the, the guy, after the first goal, you then uh, you were, you, 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 you thought, well, we're going to draw out it anyway. Not really thinking that we would, would, would get one right after it. And then uh, then the, the ball got to Tillman and he, he actually started thinking, Jesus, don't stop mucking about. Get the ball into the middle. There's only seconds left. Stop mucking about. And then you think, you know, well, it's, it's good. The, the guy's getting him. It's going to go for a corner. And uh, it, how he got the ball across, I'll never know. But he got it across, and then the, the two central defenders for Aberdeen seemed to get in each other's road, I think. And uh, the the ball uh, came off uh, 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 um, Connor Golson's chest, and and well, it's a bit his chesty stomach area, and no, it fell nicely to to Arfield, and uh, no, he he actually mishit it, I think. And the ball, uh, the ball came off the ground and uh, and shot into the top of net. Probably would have hit it right. The keeper probably got it, saved it, but uh, no, it. just bounced, bounced nicely over the keeper's head. So I think it was a game with a with a lot of luck uh, at the end up. But uh, we deserve a bit of luck. We really deserve a bit of luck because we've had a lot of bad luck. And now and again, you've got to get some good luck. They'll say it evens up at the end of the. End of the season, uh, that you, you're good luck and you're bad luck, but I, I don't know. The last few years, we've had a hell of a lot of bad luck, so injury wise, injury wise, yeah. That's the, 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 the thing I, I really loved as well. I don't know if you watched the the, the film that, that was going around this this morning on the, on the internet. The wee Aberdeen supporter in the crowd going. <laughs> The, the far uh, sign, <laughs> I really, really loved that. That was so brilliant. <laughs> no, brilliant. David, I just, just, David T, just want to stay with you because there's been a couple of comments. Um, give us your thoughts on John Lundstrom's performance on Tuesday, please. Um, I think a couple of people are asking that one. So, David T, how did your best mate, how did you think your best mate done when he come on on Tuesday night? No, he wasn't good. <laughs> he wasn't good. He was, I mean, the, the only person that really changed the game was Arfield. Yeah. I thought Jack was really good in the first half, but I mean, obviously Rangers lost control of the the, the game. I didn't. Uh, I thought Jack and Kamara. I thought. I thought Kamara especially. I thought was was, was really good. But um, I mean, we, we weren't that bad in the first half. We just just didn't get the goal. If, if Morelos had put the the, the two 0 in, then uh, then it would have been a different game. They, they, I mean, they they, they wouldn't have got two back. I don't think at that time if, if we'd have went two in front, they, their heads would have went down, and that would have been we would have just went on to probably win by more. Unfortunately, missed it. They got the goal just before half time, and that obviously gave them uh, put, put petrol in their tank, and uh, it sort of deflated us. So we came out for the second half, and uh, yeah, they, they just ran over us really. And what 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 really? I mean, I suppose it's Sav's supposedly got an injury. Connor Golson was just back, um, so I, I, I suppose they're rusty. But see the amount of passes that were just too short or just behind the man. Uh, there wasn't a really good pass. I mean, I, I even put in the WhatsApp, uh, if we can't even pass four yards, what, what, what the heck are we doing in a football field? Because uh, that's just the way it seemed. Every pass was, was, was just too short or they're behind. But, I, I mean, goals is just, yeah, for me, he's just not a good player. He's, he's brilliant. The likes of and 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 the the game he was playing at the back in the second half against Hibs, he was he was brilliant at, at putting long balls because he was getting yards and yards of space. Uh, Hibs were were all at the back defending the, their area, and he could punt the ball seventy yards. And then he looks great strutting about. As soon as he's under any pressure at all, he, he's, he's just knowing the game. He's he's just too slow and uh, doesn't get. I mean. 
I'm not just against John Lundstrom. It's just he's. I don't think he's a good player, and I think he's vastly overrated. And then just what I say, if he gets plenty of room, he's okay. If he doesn't, then uh, then he's he's not in the game. Yeah. Um, no, that's that's it, gents. And in terms of you know Aberdeen game, I think we'll we'll leave it there. I say it was a uh, delight to get the three points in the end, and the way we done it, that was as I said, we we said this on the group chat. That was the last domestically. I think the last time we scored a last minute winner was against Kilmarnock at, at Rugby Park. It's Gerard's second season, uh, can't, 2019 maybe. Connor Goldson header. So you know this this is really important. Um, you know, we see the other side of the, the city do it often, um, and, and that's not by fluke. Um, you know, and I think we need to get that back. Just get that, and never, and I can never say this word, inevitability um, about you know a goal's coming, um, and, and I hope Bill can get that installed into us. Even if it's the 80th minute, 85th minute, you know, a win's coming no matter what. I think that's really important. And um, I just want to go on to, to the next bit about Michael Bill because he had a 20 minute presser today. Um, which, to be honest, I sat there for the whole 20 minutes and uh, did not yawn once uh, like I did with a previous manager. And I don't mean that disrespectively, uh, disrespectively. I just think that there was so much information today that we got out of Bill, which is just, you know, not not the usual um, and definitely injury-wise as well. Davy P, I was really surprised to hear today that, um, again, if anyone's not listening listen to, to Michael Bill today, I would say go, go and watch it um, on the YouTube channel and catch up on it. So as I said already, James Tavernier uh, had the flu, um, and, and you know I've touched on that already. John Lundstrom had, had an injection um, after the game; he was in his ribs. Uh, maybe again, that was one of the reasons why he didn't start. Glenn Kamara needs an operation. Um, whether or not that will happen, um, you know, after the Old Firm game when we've got a bit of a break, we, we you know, for me that says that even more important that we get a, a centre midfielder in. Um, Alfredo Muros uh, went off uh, Monday training um, because he got a knock. So we and, and obviously we've got Antonio Cholak out as well. I mean, just you know, it, 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 I thought Bill described it really well today, saying it's like Pandora's box, and there's just you know, and I suppose until you're in there um, and, and you see this day and day, it's just incredible, you know. And again, it has that got to do with with the you know Gio and the, and and his coaching team. Um, why are we picking up so many injuries? Of course, illness, you know, nothing can be done about it. You know, illness, a lot of people are real uh, around Britain at the moment. Um, but, you know, the injuries are, are a real concern. David P. Yeah, there's a... I would say, though, I, I did see uh, on... It was a discussion between some ex-pros, which was on TV, and they had, they had brought up the... the the carrying injuries, having injuries, you know, as a professional football player. And the comment was made, and I think it was Rio Ferdinand who made the comment saying that there was more games where he played when he had some sort of niggle than, than when he was 100%, because he said you would just carry wee niggles from one game to the other. It wasn't enough to put you put you out of the team. And you would sometimes you wouldn't even declare it because you would just carry the injury. It would just be a wee knock on your ankle or your knee. And, and it's something that you just learn to, to, to live with. And I think we, I mean, from what Michael Beale has said today, we have had an accumulation of those types of injuries, you know, where there was a few in the team who, you know, in ideal circumstances would have would have sat it out and, you know, would have, put, would have utilised the strength of our squad. But he said that, that if he had gone with, it, you know, people who were only 100% fit, then he would have struggled to put a team out. You know, so that that was the the extent of it. So I don't know whether it's the training regime or what the previous management team contributed to. You know, our ability to keep these players fit, uh, but certainly it's something needs. It should be looked at intent because if there's something that can be done, then it should be done. But sometimes I think it's just gonna in the nature of the business where you'll you know you'll take knocks and you just kind of live with them. You know, I would. Playing with flu, I mean, how Tavernier plays with flu is uh, is, is beyond me because the, the few times that I've had the flu, I'm horizontal. That's uh, the thought of getting up to play a game of football would just is just not on. So I don't know whether it, we're being too brave here in terms of uh, you know maybe he, he, 
Michael Beals, they've had the conversation with no one else. Oh, right. So we need to shake all these things off because we've got uh, important games coming up. <clears throat> we've got a really... One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/people today. Davey looks like we've lost Davey P there. Davy, Davy T, um, I'll bring you in on this because again, there is so much you know from from Bill's press conference today um, that that I, I, I want to you know touch on, and we have got our very own uh, gallant few transfer uh, podcast coming out over Christmas for everyone to look forward to. But David Tomlinson, Bill said today that, that we wouldn't be looking for a goalkeeper in January. Um, we we you know be going with with what we've got. Um, and uh, uh, Colin, good old Colin, there's David P injured, another injury. Um, but but and he said that we wouldn't be get, you know getting another centre half. So from from the amount of you know comments that we've seen, we, you know supporters wanting a goalkeeper, wanting another centre half. Um, Bill, you know, very much today said, look, I've still got to access uh, assess the squad, and he wants to wait to for, for Lawrence Hadji. Rufi mentioned quite a lot today, which worries me to be honest, because I think someone put it in the comments, you know, half hour and he's out again. Um, so are we, you know, are we going to see a lot of movement in January, David Tomlinson? I don't, I don't think there'll be a lot. Uh, I think the, the biggest uh, transfer will be in the summer. It's always the the, the, the winter's always uh, the January uh, window is always really expensive. Um, I think he's, to be honest with you, I think he's quite right that we don't get a keeper in January. Uh, I think we'll need a keeper eventually, probably in the summer. But I, I think I know. I, I don't know whether you talked about the the goal with McGregor. Um, I really, I really think it's it's really hard to McGregor to, to to really give him full blame for that because, as I said, I told you before. I think McGregor. I think any keeper, certainly ninety nine or hundred keepers would have moved to the centre. And that was, it was a really, how many times do there's, there's a ball actually go in that corner? Very, very rarely, because it's very, very difficult to do. And I, I really think, I really think it was a bit harsh in McGregor to, to really blame him a lot for that, for that free kick yesterday. It was perfect. It was a brilliant free kick. And as, as I say, I think all keepers would have moved back to the centre. Um, so, I, I mean, I, McGregor is, yeah, the bit I hate about him, he doesn't come off his line. If we if we could get a keeper that, that comes off his line, then I would be really happy. But I think I think he's good enough for 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 now. Uh, and I, I definitely think in the summer that we need a, a new keeper uh, because I don't think uh, any other keepers are good enough. So I think we'll, we'll, we'll probably. I mean, maybe as a third keeper, McLaughlin. No, we've seen. Although he's getting the getting the blame for one game, really, the the uh, that he had a, a nightmare. But, um, no, um, I think it, it looks like the, the the way. I mean, the thing is, bringing a centre half. I mean, we've got so many centre halves, and that's that's a big problem. I mean, I think we need to get about two or three off the the wage bill before we even think about bringing another centre half. And now I think I think he's waiting to see what uh, how how the injury goes with Suter because he's back in a few weeks I believe as well yeah. mid mid Jan um, yeah. and Tom Lawrence um, hopefully back mid Jan as well yeah and I mean you don't know how Sands will do in midfield he's obviously not the greatest defender in the world but he might be better, a lot better in midfield so you don't know what Sands will do I mean I can quite understand. That he's just going to use this. I think he's probably th- probably he'll never say it, but he's probably thinking, well, the league's probably out of 
reach. So we'll just go with what we've got just now. Maybe bring in a what? Yeah, we definitely need a midfielder. Definitely, that that's a, an attacking midfielder. Uh, Tillman is 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 absolutely brilliant, and he's he's turning out. I mean, I know he has a lot of things that don't work, but he's he's a game changer when things do work. But we really need a a a box to box. It's going to keep keep running and running and running. I sort of a Alec McDonald. I don't know if many uh, many people remember him, but um, certainly the older ones will. Uh, but a sort of Alec McDonald uh, type midfielder, and yeah, that's uh, I, I think that's a priority that that we get a good good midfielder that's uh, that can run the show. Yeah, uh, that, that that's my that would be my main. No, I, I agree, David. I think a midfield is really important, but I just think with the amount of changes that need to be made in the summer, uh, we can't leave it all to one window. I think it's really important we start that in January and the you know the, the noises we're getting from Michael Bill, he feels completely different about that, but obviously uh, time will tell. David P, before we come... Sorry, on... sorry Mason. Mason, it's coming out of the same, the same bank account. If you buy now, expensive, or you buy in the summer, it's coming out of the same bank account, so it doesn't matter. It's going to, it's, it's going to fall in the same year uh, yeah. accounts. Problem is, David, it's, it's the amount of changes that, that are going to be in the summer in terms of, I don't, we don't want to be bringing in 14, 15 players in one window. It needs to happen, you know, seven, seven, you know, we're not going to bring in seven in January, but if we can get three or four in, you know, instead of leaving that all to the summer, I think that is, is important because we can't expect, you know, 14, 15 new players coming in in one window. That you know, because again, we're just for me, just writing off the season uh, with yeah, that. Many but in, in the summer, you've obviously got about two months to 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 prepare for 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 the the games. Uh, well, not not over high up in Europe. Uh, it starts in July, but um, we got. I see. Yeah, we, we might have Champions League qualifiers to, to to you know to get through. It's really tough. I think it's really really tough, David. To be honest, and we should never be in this position. And again, that that comes down to to Ross Wilson. Yeah, I don't think I I I think I don't think we need about fifteen. I think that's uh going over the top a wee bit. But we certainly we certainly need uh I would say five or six probably. It depends whose contract gets renewed. Yeah, absolutely. And just before we come into Ross County, Dave David P, I, I want to pick up on a point. Uh, Borna Barisic, um, yesterday. Um, said that he was mentally, mentally and physically fatigued after you know Croatia's uh, World Cup run. Um, he only played once, um, so I do not know where the mentally, mentally and physically fatigue comes in. I think this sums up Borna Barisic's mentality. To be honest with you, I think that he's someone that should have been moved on um, in the summer. Um, I definitely think so. Again, I think this is the case of me and David T just saying there about this squad. We've got too many in this squad that have been here too long. Um, David P, what was your thoughts on on, on Borna Barisic's uh, comments yesterday? Well, it says, well, if you're tired, just uh, just put your feet up, Borna. We'll just forward your clothes and uh, send you anything else you need. We'll, we'll just clear out your locker. We'll pass it on to you. See if you can contact Aussie yet. See if they'll have you back. Just send us the money. You know, because, uh, you know, he played one game in, what, five weeks? And uh, he's tired and, you know, just been the trauma of, of sitting on that bench for, you know, six games must have been uh, really difficult for him. I've got no sympathy for Borna whatsoever. And because, as we've discussed in the past, there's two Bornas. There's Borna who's who's a bit of a head case and there's Borna who's a bit of a shite bag. And so I don't know which Borna sent the text to Michael Beal, <laughs> but it was head case Borna or shite bag Borna. But... Well, we should be sending him the text back. It's unacceptable, Borna. You know, we're paying you a lot of money every week. And for you then to send us, but I'm emotionally and physically tired after doing not much in five weeks. You'll need to come up with something better, I'm afraid. No, yeah. I wouldn't accept that. Uh, he, will, he will rue the day he's, he, he sent that message that, or he made that comment. I don't know who he made the comment to, but. That's not put Borna in a good light. So I think he might love to regret that one. Definitely. That's Adam Devine shirt to, to lose now until uh, Yilmaz uh, gets back for me. I think that's really important. I leave Adam Devine in. I think he's doing really well. David Thompson, then let's, you know, last 20 minutes, let's, let's go to, to Ross County. Um, 
Michael Bill said today, which I was quite surprised with, he said we're going to make five changes for, for this one Friday. Not often the manager comes out and, and says that. Um, but, you know, I think, it, you know, with the amount of games that we've got in the next week or so, um, and, you know, the amount of injuries we've got, you know, Colin, uh, good old Colin's put a, a comment in here. Arfield and Tillman in the middle together tomorrow. Tillman can make the pass and Arfield can make the runs. Um, again, I've seen in the comments as well, just on that, um, people saying that Arfield is better coming off the, the bench. Um, I know what they're saying, but I think after his, you know, his, his 20, 25 minute cam- cameo on Tuesday night, uh, Scott Arfield definitely deserves to, to start on, on Friday, David Tomlinson. Yeah, um, yeah, it is, it is, it is a fact that Arfield is better when he comes off the bench. That that is, that is a fact. But the thing is, when he when he shows uh, that he's uh, in form with that, and I think not only uh, that uh, Arfield, I think Tillman played a lot better when Arfield was up in front of him as well because uh, it, it gave it gave him a runner to hit. And that was uh, that made a big difference to Tillman's game. I think Tillman was, uh, yeah, there's an extra point. When you've only got Alfie up front, then uh, then then you're struggling because Alfie had two defenders around him all the time. What's the fact Alfie isn't in great form either? Although some of some of the passes he makes is wraps around the corner passes are absolutely brilliant. They set up the him and Jack set up the first goal. But no, I think uh, that he, he made a big difference to Tillman, and he makes a big difference to the team. He's about the only player we've got that, that goes into the gaps and gets in between the lines and and splits defenses, uh, makes late runs into the box. There's there's nobody else does that. So when he's not in, uh, then then you've not got that. The thing is that when when teams are are fresh in the beginning, that doesn't show up so much. But it's when teams tire a little bit that when you've got a player like that. Uh, then, then it, they're, they're actually more used. So I think that's why the Arfield looks um, better when he comes on later because they're, they're, they're starting to be gaps opened up and he can hit the gaps. I think that's probably the the way. But um, yeah, if he's going to play like that, then I think it's I think it's worth starting him. And I think he will be one of the five changes. I think that's uh, it'll be interesting. It was quite good, good the guy that asked that question, asking direct. Will you tell us who it is? <laughs> and Bill says no, no, I won't tell you that. But <laughs> that was quite good. Yeah, I don't. One, one other thing I was going to say, I'm going to going to get mobbed here. Uh, I was just thinking, uh, Barisic, he needs a good shake. Yeah, <laughs> he does. You know, as I said, as I said, we've said Owner Barisic. Mm-hmm. Comments just some guitar. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, I, if we could sell him in January, I, I really would. would, would born on, I feel that that strongly about it. David P, are you in the agreement uh, agreement there that that, that Arfield um, will will come into? It? I've seen a lot of comments saying he, he's better. You know, he shouldn't start. But you know, as I said, Bill said five changes. I, I can't work out five changes. And I think David Herb is the first one to say about Scott Wright. I hope we don't see Scott Wright start. I absolutely agree with that as well. Um, he is definitely someone in January. I think that we need to be moving on because um, the other night he was as good as a man down. I think. The only contribution he made was was fouling. Um, I can't remember who it was Aberdeen player in the corner. Uh, he had him in the corner, and he does this a lot. And it's just it's just that easy option, just to, to put your hands out, give away a silly free kick, and, and the easy way out. Um, so so what other than than an Arfield? Who else can you see coming back in, David? Well, I think the majority of the changes for Friday will be the subs that he made on on Tuesday. So I think some. I don't think Scott Arfield would be a starter for me because, you know, as David's already said, you know, that, that freshness he comes on and you saw that, you received the equalising goal. Just got, I'll invite you just to go back and watch the replay. So when Ryan Kent strikes the ball, Scott Arfield's already on the move anticipating a rebound and the, the Aberdeen defenders aren't. And it was just that yard of, you know, sharpness that got in in front and then ended up slamming in the equaliser. So that's the Scott Arfield that we want. And I, I would just uh, expect the same of him on Friday. So no, Scott Arfield wouldn't start for me, but uh, I think some of the other changes, are, I think uh, he will probably play uh, Lundstrom. Lundstrom will be in the back in the midfield on Friday because I think he will be looking at a more physical contest. 
you know, and I think it was the physicality which kind of knocked us out of our stride early second half. And I think when when John Lundstrom came on, he, he just looked raging to me. He just, I think he'd, he felt he had a point to prove and he just he was just someone was getting, he ended up having a wee ding-dong with a couple of the Aberdeen players and then, which resulted in him kind of losing it completely. And, and when he get booked and <clears throat> potentially get, getting himself sent off, you know, on another day, Wally Collum would have reached for the red card. And I think in a, a non-VAR world, he would have been in serious danger there. But not that I thought it was a red card, but he's given the referee that decision to make. And, you know, in the past, like the one at Easter Road, which got overturned, you know, when uh, he went in. So I just wish he would calm down and concentrate on the job at hand. Just win the ball, get it to the ball players, John. That's what you're there for. Win the ball, get it to the ball players. So in, in terms of other changes, I, would, I, would, I wouldn't want to see Scott Wright because, as you said, I mean, what's the what added value do we get from that? So who else is there, though? I mean, it would be... Maybe it would be uh, just put Lowry on and uh, and mix it up that way. So uh, I'm thinking uh, it was good. It was pleasing to hear him speak of uh, Lowry in the press conference today, and that Lowry will get his chance. I say so. Why? Let's start with Friday because uh, he's a good player. We could be doing with him. Yeah. No. Absolutely. And. And I just want to comment to this one before you know, I miss it. David made a point earlier. Um, he actually asked us, how would you describe the formation we are playing under Bill? Um, to be honest, I, I do mm. see, I think he's got his own style. I think very early, um, David, David heard that to, for me to, to sort of, you know, say about the style, it's only been two games. I think with the injuries we've got and, and all the circumstances over both games, I think it's been, but what, what we have seen is Ryan Kent playing that, that free role and, David Thomas, I, I, I want to come to you on Brian Kent. Um, I thought he was started the game really, really well on Tuesday night. First 25 minutes, I thought he was the best player on the pitch. But then we didn't see Ryan Kent again until the 88th minute. Um, I thought that, that Aberdeen marked him out. But then again, he come alive. Him and Tillman, to be fair. Um, what's your thoughts on, on, on Ryan Kent playing in that free role? Um, again, it's only two games in, like the question from David Hurd in terms of the formation. But... You know, I do, I do. I think he gets a lot of stick, um, but I, yeah, he doesn't stop Ryan Kent. And he was, you know, his celebrations as well um, for that winner. I think was was a real relief, and I think he deserved that as well. Just for someone that just, you know, he never shies away from taking the ball. And um, as I said, his shot gets us back in it. Yeah, well, <clears throat> I think Bill setting up uh, the, the the midfielders with, with a lot of fluidity. Um, there, there, he said that he wants to go down the middle more than than down the wings. So I, I think four two two, you 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 could probably actually say he is playing that because uh, he's obviously leaving the 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 wings to the fullbacks to try and get down. And you no know, Sakala, he comes through the middle, and and you no know, obviously Morelos is there in the first place, and Sakala comes through, uh, Tillman goes through the middle. So I think that's the play to, to play really compact in the middle and leave the wings to the to, to the, the uh, left and right back to, to go to get down them. Um I think being, being being a wee bit unfair to Kent that I think Kent kept trying. But obviously Rangers uh, between the, 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 the half time and to the Aberdeen second goal when Aberdeen sort of went back into their shell. Um, Rangers. I mean, we couldn't put two passes together. I, I mean, that, that's you're blaming Ryan Kent. I'm blaming Ryan Kent, but we were saying Ryan Kent wasn't was invisible at that time. But it really wasn't because it was just that Aberdeen were, were were all over us right up until the second goal, and it was just after that that he got back into the game again. I mean, when you when you've got players that can't even hit, as I said yesterday, hit four yard passes. Then, then there's something wrong somewhere, and I, I, I agree that the, the the substitutes certainly made a difference when they come on. Although I'll, I'll, I'll only really say that Arfield made the biggest difference because uh, the, you know, Davies he never he didn't have a lot to do after that. He tried a few long balls that, that weren't weren't that great, and what you said, right? That pushing a corner that really annoys me. I I even say start shouting at the television, don't push him, don't push him. And then he sticks with his hand and he pushes him. And then you think, 
what an idiot. Like you've got him stuck in a corner. Why do that? So, but um, no, I, I think I think the certainly Beal is is putting his men more down the middle, and instead of uh, out wide, the, the wider areas are not not really that important to him. It's just the hopes that he gets uh, the, the 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 backs down the, the wing. And I think it'll, it'll happen eventually. We'll, we're just not playing good enough. I mean, Tavernier is, is obviously ill again. And I must admit, nobody, anybody that's got the real flu, and I'm talking about the real flu, I'm not talking about uh, a couple of sniffs and a couple sniffles. of sniffles, <laughs> sniffles and blow, blow your nose. And uh, I'm, I'm talking about real flu. Anybody that's got real flu won't be playing football, that's for sure. No. <laughs> that's what I thought when he's just. Yeah, because the I thought when Kent looked best for the first maybe 15, 20 minutes when we were kind of dominating the midfield, when Jack and, and Kamara were prompting him and he, he's got room to move about, you know, the front of the Aberdeen defence and he, he looked more of a threat. And then at the tail end of the game, you know, for the last 15 minutes, it was it was the same. But by that time, Aberdeen had abandoned the midfield. They'd all just beat a retreat to the edge of the box. So I think the trick is is that we need ball winners to be feeding, you know, the likes of Ryan Kane, the ball and Tillman and, and let them, you know, then work their magic, you know, in and around the box. Because, you know, we don't we shouldn't be expecting Malik Tillman to be to be the ball winning midfield player and not Ryan Kent. But we'll be should be looking for them to be the creative players who are going to get his chances in, in the box. So <clears throat> at, at both ends of that game, we, we were managing that kind of for different reasons because we'd started well and because Aberdeen were defending their 2-1 lead. So, but that, that's when Ryan Kent was kind of, was getting most, most most touches of the ball, when he's kind of had free reign to uh, pick the ball up, run 30 yards, and then he had a shot for one, but he was then feeding, you know, Adam Devine. He's trying to, you know, feed it through to Tav. He's, he's trying to lay balls off and, and, and pick triangles through them at that point. So, when we were losing the midfield, Ryan Kent's anonymous. He's not getting the ball, so that that's why he we need we need ball winner. We need midfield players urgently. Yeah, I, I know. I know what you're saying, David. Here, just to come back to your point about you know us going through the middle, and you just touched on it there, David P. But I do think, especially in the first 20, 25 minutes um, of the game on, on Tuesday, we, we we set up like we were playing through the middle, and Kent. But what we was doing is we was overloading in the wide areas and getting in. And we should have got our two goals from the, the wide areas. And that's where we look really dangerous. So, you know, and that was something we see a lot under Gerard as well. We overload the wide areas and it's it's a lot of, you know, good passes. There was a lot of good play. I thought Glenn Kamara started the game really, really well, but but faded out of it. Um, but but David P, just to, to stay with you then, um, the back four is the one that I'm not sure about uh, tomorrow night because Connor Goldson, is he going to play back-to-back games? Um, you know, I listened to his, his interview on Rangers TV on, on Tuesday night and he said he was absolutely shattered um, and, and you can understand it. Ben Davis needs to come in now. And I think he's been protected to the, the high heavens. I just think play him, you know, uh, <laughs> you know, Leon King, uh, you've got there as well. What, what would your back four be um, tomorrow night, David P? I think we'll be the same back four as what we ended the game in, on Tuesday night with. We'll be Adam Devine, Ben Davis, Connor Goldson, and Tavernier. That will that will be the back four. I would be very surprised if there's going to be uh, major changes because uh, Connor, if Connor will be feeling tired, he'll be feeling sore as well. You know, just from aches, just by the physical effort. But but as we've saw from Connor Goldson, mm-hmm. and he's a absolute warrior. He will be, uh, he'll be bursting to play. I don't think you'd be able to get the strip off him. Mm-hmm. So I, I would, mm, I'll be uh, fully expecting to see Connor Goldson. I, I would be surprised if there's any changes in defence. And I think we we need a run. We need continuity. We need familiarisation. We need we need security. You know, hopefully zero. So I think Friday night will be a, a big a big night for our defence if we can uh, we can put out. You know the, the same two central defenders, which is a. Uh, so hopefully, <clears throat> yeah, it'll be interesting to see. But I, I don't think it's going to be a million miles from the team which uh, ended the game. I think Scott Wright drops out, maybe Fashion drops out. It depends. 
I was, I'm just got a wee inkling that uh, this will be time for Lowry. I think he'll go with it because it's creativity. I, I thought that, you know, before listening to Bill's presser today, I did think that, that Lowry might come in, but I still think there's, you know, again, maybe I'm, I'm, I'm reading it wrong. I still think there's areas that, that Bill wants Lowry to, to work on before he gets his chance. That that was just the way I, I sort of read it today. But, but David Tomlinson, um, Adam Devine's getting a lot of praise in the comments. Again, I, I don't think he'd he done a lot wrong um, on, on Tuesday night. I think he definitely has to play and I think he will play um, tomorrow night. Um, have you been impressed with, with Adam Devine? And, and considering he is, you know, obviously a, a right-footed player, naturally a right-back, um, I think actually in his last two performances, he, you know, I'd like to see him right-back, to be honest, because I think Tavernier has been poor um, and it's just been longer than two games. Tavernier has been poor for, for quite a while now. Um, so, yeah, what's your thoughts on Adam Devine, uh, David Thompson? I think he's done well. I think there was a couple of times last night that you could see um, where a right-footed Football player doesn't uh, isn't great on the way isn't great on the left. I mean, he done really well. But there was a couple of crosses he would have stopped if he was going with his left foot, and where whereas he was going with his right foot, which left him uh, not getting to the ball. So uh, I mean, I know we're in uh, an hour of need. But I definitely think you you uh, to keep a. a, a, a Right-footed player on the left-hand side, I, I, I wouldn't do it. It's okay when you're attacking, possibly, then you can come inside. But when, when you're defending and somebody's crossing a the ball, then when you're sticking out your right foot, you're obviously, you've not, you've not got as much time as you would have with your left foot. It'll be a, a second later. So, I, I definitely. But I want to, I also want to say, I think, I think Connor Golson, you've got to give a lot of praise for the start of the build-ups to, to, to the play yesterday. I absolutely thought he, he, he went into the midfield and he absolutely drove the team forward. So I, I really think he, he should get a big... I mean, we're talking about Arfield uh, and Tillman. Connor Golson drove us on as well and I really thought that was that was really great for somebody that's just coming back from from injury. And it was as I say, it was him that was up for the goal. The, he was in the penalty box when we, when we scored the, last, the, the third goal. So, um, no, Devine's yeah, done well, and 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 I would like to see him. The way Tav's playing just now, I think Devine could probably fill in there, no problem. Yeah, no, I agree, I agree, and I agree on Conor Goldson as well. I think, again, I don't think it was his best of games, but I think we have to be realistic about where he is. I just think he makes a, a big difference. Um, I think he, he's got character. Um, again, listening to him, as I said on, on Rangers TV on Tuesday night, he said that. Previously, I thought it was a strange comment. Um, previously, we, we wouldn't have won the last two games. Um, so I don't know if that's a dig at the previous management or, you know, I'm not sure uh, uh, that one, but I think he definitely will, will make a difference. Um, but that's us coming up to, well, at an hour now, gents. So, Davey P, um, we'll, we'll wrap it up. We'll get your uh, prediction for tomorrow night and uh, wishing... All the listeners, um, a Merry Christmas because we won't obviously be back on now until next Thursday. Yeah, so I've sent my note to Santa asking for a new midfield. So I've just asked them to forward the forward them to Ibrox. Don't bother bringing them here. I wouldn't really know what to do with them. So uh, tomorrow I'm hoping that we could... Uh, give Ross County a bit of a pasting. I know I said 2-0 for Tuesday night, but uh, I'm going to for us to keep the zero on Friday with a bit more corners, a bit more settled, you know, big corners back. He's at least he's got one game under his belt. But I think, as you just said, quickly, you mentioned Connor Goldson. I think it's just the, the, the his vocal contribution in, in our defence in terms of, you know, and, and, you know, in terms of what he sees in front of him. He just he just never stops shouting. I think that is a uh, is going to be absolutely crucial because Big Connor is if nothing else he does like to be heard. But I'm hoping that you know he's uh, the injury is now behind him and and he goes on the same run as he had last time because the uh, I can't remember how many games was it he played on the spin. It was bloody. It was a hundred and something anyway. It was mega. But you know. Mason, so uh, I'll be uh, cheering us along. It should be, a, it should be, a, I think, a, a bit more comfortable than than Tuesday. 
I hope so. And I'm, I'm really hoping, David, that we get a clean sheet. I think that's really, really important. If we can get a 1-0 win uh, tomorrow night, I'll, I'll bite your hand off it. Just get a clean sheet, get a win, um, and then take us on to, you know, we can all enjoy Sunday. Um, thanks, Davey P, and, and, and thanks, Davey T. I'm, I'm glad you managed to, to get it sorted and get on. Uh, you know, you was well missed, um, but with the, all the, the viewers with the comments. Um, so, yeah, thanks for, thanks for getting on, and um, what's your prediction for tomorrow night? Yeah, well, my predictions, I'm going to be annoyed because I've been invited to a wedding, so I'm not going to see the game, and I'm absolutely shattered about that. <laughs> but, um, no, it's, uh, yeah... I, I, I think I think we'll go. It'll be an easier game than uh, than, than yesterday. I think, uh, although Ross County can sometimes be yeah, but yeah, up there and fight. But no, I, I think uh, I think we'll, we'll we'll win quite easily. Uh, I, I think probably three 0 four 0 will be will be in that region. I'll go for since he's going for four 0 three 0 I'll go for four 0 um, No, and for everybody, uh, no. Merry Christmas, and uh, I hope Santa fills your stockings. And uh, <laughs> there's, uh, yeah, I, 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 everybody back and uh, for Wednesday, and hopefully the with the new with the injured players coming back. Hopefully, them will have a, a, a better new year. And I can't wait to 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 second January. Hopefully, hopefully we can be getting to that one. Yeah, and let's hope we get. Two more wins before that one, uh, and we go into the new year with a with a win against them as well. And uh, just you know, just quickly like to say thanks again for all, all the listeners. Um, you know, the comments tonight. Um, if you could like and, and subscribe, that would be really good as well. And I just like to wish uh, everyone a, a merry Christmas from the the Gallant Few. We'll, we'll have a a, a transfer uh, podcast coming out, I think, on Christmas Day. So so watch for the socials for that one. Um, Santa Collins going to take your requests for transfers of the January window. It's a really enjoyable podcast. So, uh, yeah, make sure you look out for that one. But again, you know, thanks for the two Davies and thanks for listening. We are the people. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 